Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Google search is a mess. Can mobile AI make it better? Two new enhancements coming to Google's search tools on phones use machine intelligence to make the search experience more efficient. By Lauren Good. In recent years, Google has used the word helpful to describe new features added to its search product, its voice assistant, its generative AI tool Bard, even its Pixel earbuds. A keyword search for the word helpful in Google's own corporate news blog brings up more than 1,200 results. Depending on what you're searching for, though, Google's main search service has become less helpful. To hear one columnist describe it, Google search is now a tragedy that is bloated and over-monetized. The Financial Times notes that it's cluttered with adverts, less encyclopedia, more yellow pages. One prominent ex-Googler blames the lowered quality of Google search on the degradation of the web itself, not explicitly Google, which still offers the world's information for free at our fingertips. And one recent study of product reviews results shows that despite indications of lower quality results across search, Google actually performs better than some of its competitors. But it doesn't take the credentials of the top technologists to run a quick Google search and notice that the first few results at least are ads, with more clutter appearing below the digital fold. Google, like other tech giants, sees generative AI as a tool for streamlining and expediting search and is now straddling the fine line between making search genuinely smarter and further mucking up its already overstuffed user interface. Its latest announcements around generative AI on its mobile search are part of that experiment. Is it possible to make Google search more convenient, more accessible, even if the company is still committed to the same ad strategy? Later this month, high-end Android phones, Google's own Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro, along with Samsung's brand new Galaxy S24 phones, will get a few new AI features that integrate search, and Google Lens, the company's image recognition app, directly into other apps on the phone. One of those features is called Circle to Search, which lets you use touch to select images, text, or videos within an app and run a quick search in an overlay that appears at the bottom of the screen. An example Google gave in an early demo was a text message exchange between friends, where one friend suggested a restaurant and the other was able to circle to search it and pull up results for the restaurant without leaving the text app. Another use case would be pausing and circling a product you spot in an Instagram video and running a search for that product, 
again all within the same app display. Both of these use cases are examples of a certain efficiency in search, a kind of helpfulness, if you will, because they allow the user to run searches without switching between apps. But they also present obvious commerce opportunities, which is often what Lens is used for in addition to nature spotting, which means they're good for Google's ad business. Google confirmed that search and shopping ads will continue to appear in dedicated ad slots in the results page. Given that the search overlay will only take up a fraction of your mobile display, if the results are ads, it could quickly end up being more frustrating than efficient. That's where generative AI comes in. A summarized response might make more sense on limited screen real estate, rather than a series of links. Google's new AI-powered multi-search function does something similar to circle-to-search, just with a different input. When you use Google Lens Now, the visual search option within the Google Mobile app, by pointing your phone at an object, the result will include AI-powered insights, in addition to the search results you'd already expect. The example Google used was a board game. Spot a game you don't know, snap a photo of it, ask, how do you play this, and Google's AI will spit out an overview. Another option, pointing the phone at a broken appliance and asking, how do I fix this? In my mind, this is about taking search from multimodal input to really doing multimodal output as well, says Liz Reed, vice president and general manager of search at Google, referring to the various means by which humans can interact with a computer or AI model to produce potentially more relevant results. It really unlocks a set of questions that previously you couldn't just ask Google. Unlike circle-to-search, AI-powered multi-search results won't require enrollment in Google's SGE, or Search Generative Experience, a portal where early testers can get access to new AI tools. The AI-powered multi-search will be available on any iOS or Android phone in the U.S. running the Google app. However, people outside of the U.S. who are using Google's SGE can also get a preview of AI-powered multi-search. These are incremental updates, but that's characteristic of Google's approach to SGE, where the company has been dogfooding some of its latest and most advanced AI search features before deploying them more widely. Bringing early users into SGE not only feeds Google more data that can train its AI models, but it also gives Google some wiggle room if the product isn't perfect just yet. Reed says there likely isn't going to be a light switch moment when the SGE experience fully replaces Google search as we know it. Rather, it's pushing the boundaries of what's possible and then thinking about which use cases are helpful and that we have the right balance of latency, quality, and factuality, Reed says. Approaching a whole new era of search this way is certainly helpful to Google. In an ideal AI future, it would be more helpful to those searching, too, on both mobile and the web. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.